Hello and welcome back to the new series of dealing with issues that food business owners are currently facing. And it's funny, it's a whole array of issues. It's everything and anything. You could throw the kitchen sink at this topic and you'll still never be done. Because on a weekly basis, I get the opportunity to work with many food business owners over the island of Ireland and I go on journeys with them. And the journeys can consist of everything and anything you could imagine. We deal with real time issues in the moment. And then we look backwards in order to look forwards and we plan for a future we want to achieve. And so it's a very interesting space to be in. But the hurdles are real. In that moment, the hurdles are real. And so this series is all about those hurdles and the best way to come at them, the best way to come out of them, the best way to deal with them. And the only way is to move forward. It takes time. Running a business isn't fucking easy, but by jingo, it can be very rewarding and very lucrative if you know what you're doing. And to know what you're doing takes time because nothing in this world is easier straightforward because we have to learn and grow every single day in order for it all just to get easier, better. So today's issue. This is something that I hear on the regular, which is I find it really hard to grow my business. We go into business with an idea. We go into business with some sort of plan, I hope. And the plan is to be the best we can be, to bring an outstanding offering because we love what we do and we know we're talented at it and we want to bring that to life. Bringing that to life takes a thousand steps. And if you have set up your business, I want you to shake your head in agreement. How many months, could be years, years, months, weeks, hours, days did it take you, everyone around you to bring your business to life? It is one of the most insane roller coasters you can ever go on. And we'll deal with that in another episode. But for today, it is for those business owners who want to grow their business. For most food business entrepreneurs, it is hard and they do find it difficult to grow their business. And there is such a combination of various challenges that they come a cropper with. One in particular, and I really will never spend time on this particular topic because it has come and gone. It is relevant for sure. I I don't minimize its impact. I don't minimize uh, the effect and repercussions that this is causing us still. However, we've lived it. We've all lived it. And so we were fully aware of it. But the pandemic, the pandemic impact, the significant impact of the pandemic on the food industry was quite something. Not only did it lead to mass closures, we were watching one closure a day in Ireland uh, last year, hence why I set up At The Pass with Dr. Orla Byrne, because of the impact of COVID on those business owners, on the communities, on the families of the staff that were employed. Um, It was frightening. And it still is. The impacts are still being felt. 
uh, it caused huge financial struggles for many businesses, having to constantly change due to dining restrictions, the shift towards takeout and delivery. Holy shit. If you remember that, if you got through that, well fucking done. And I hope you have taken a moment to tap yourself on the back and go, we got through that. We got through that. And it's never I. I got through that. Usually in business, you and everyone else, whether it be your team members, whether it be your loved ones and family and friends around you who help support you and hold you up. It's we. We got through this. You had to deal with decreased cash flow. Holy crap, the bills kept coming. You still had to pay for freaking everything, but your cash flow took a dramatic impact. And so even getting back up there again took time and perseverance and patience. So the pandemic impact, it's real. It continues. It's still here today. But you are aware of it. And that is one of the reasons Maybe why you can't grow your business right now in this moment, because of the knock on effect of that on you and your business. You've got market demand and competition. The food industry is so freaking competitive. And you as a business owner, you face the challenge of always having to identify and meet the market demands. So if you don't fully know your mission, your vision and your values, if you don't fully know why it is you're showing up every day, and if that isn't so unbelievably clear to you and your customers, then you are always looking to pivot, then you are always looking to change. And so you are being that reactive individual and you are then making space for that customer demand to forever change the face of your business. There is a piece of your business where you can reflect that. You can absolutely reflect the market demand and competition. But if you live in that space continuously and your business is operated in that space, then that's a very challenging space that will always hold you on the back foot because then you are always in that reactive short term space. What you want to be is in that proactive long term space where you're growing towards where there's a plan, where there's an idea, where there's insights, where there's measures, where you're always keeping constant uh, track of what's actually happening. And that the will and the want to stay ahead of competitors can be frightening and challenging. If you are forever looking at what everyone else is doing, you are honestly taking your eye off your own frickin ball. You must come back in, pull it right back. The biggest lesson right now in this second is you need to pull your business right back. What is your offering? What is your mission? What is your your vision? What are your values? Pull it right back. What do you stand for? What are you trying to offer? Why are you doing what you do? And so when we understand that fully, we can absolutely grow our business. So that's a hindering and it's a massive hindrance. It's a hindering impact on your success in growing your business. And as a food business owner, you must identify and meet certain market demands because that is crucial for success and growth of your business. And there are strategies that will help you achieve this. And it's being mindful of it. So. When was the last time you did conduct market research? When was the last time you stopped to gather information about your target customers? Who are they? What are their needs? What are their preferences? What are their behaviours? What are they into? So you've developed a business. You have your mission, your values. You know exactly what the vision is. Let's understand the people that want that. Let's get to know them again. Let's understand the target customers. They're not just target customers. They're humans. They've got preferences. 
They've got needs and behaviours. Unpack it. What are they? Write it down on a wall. Get a whiteboard. Get to know the customer. Get to know them intimately. Don't forget who they are. This helps you understand the current market trends. It helps you identify gaps or opportunities. And it helps you make informed decisions. So whether it be an accident that all of your um, customers have preferences towards vegetarian food and your menu is 85% meat. Well, look at your insights. Look where your customers are ordering. Look at your most popular dishes. Understand fully what it is that your target market are after. Listen to them. Make small changes and monitor them. Get to know the individual. It's quite a brilliant exercise. You have to define your unique selling proposition. What is your USP? I'm forever accused of uh, overusing those three letters. There are lots of things I'm accused of, actually, when it comes to that repetition piece. But the repetition, it is a way for you to remember. And it's not for me to remember. It's for you to remember. What's your unique selling proposition? What's your unique selling point? You have to determine what sets your food business apart from your competitors and what value it offers to your customers. Write it down. Take note of that. Get that freaking whiteboard. Oh, my God. Change your life. Where's your office? If you don't have an office, make fucking room for an office today. I don't care if it's corner. It has to be your corner. It has to have shelves. It has to have a whiteboard. It has to have a filing cabinet, whatever that looks like. It can be see-through boxes labelled. I don't care what it is. I don't care how small it is. You have to have that space because you need to be able to continuously work on your business, not in your business. And it can't be in your home. You can't bring work home. It has to stay as much as possible. Stay where you are. Stay where the business is. You must do that for yourself. You must have separation. That's a different a different feckin' podcast. We get to that again as well. But what is the value you offer to your customers and what sets your food business apart? Develop a USP that differentiates your products or services, such as, I don't know, do you stand for really high quality ingredients? Are you strictly local produce only? Is 70% of your menu based on on sourcing local ingredients to minimize the the air miles? Are you offering unique flavors? Is there a theme that runs through your menu? Is there something that is picked up on every course that is actually part of your identity? Are you catering to specific dietary needs? Have you pulled out a part of the market and are you honing in on it fully? Are you maximizing on that? Are you bringing those to your business, those people that with that specific dietary need? Are you providing exceptional customer service? What are you doing? What's your USP? How are you calling it out? How are you actually maintaining it? How are you improving on it? How are you growing it? If you can't answer these questions, you're not ready to grow, my friend. You're not ready to grow yet. I love that word, yet, because that's important. It's there for you. You can grow. It is in your future if you want it. The next would be target the specific customer segments. You must identify specific customer segments within your target market 
and tailor your products or services to meet their needs. You have to consider factors such as the demographics, preferences, lifestyle, purchasing behaviours. So is your business more inclined to that early morning rush? Is your business more inclined to takeaway? Is your business more inclined to corporate catering? Is your business, has it taken a turn that it wasn't how you set up your business, but it's that demographic, that dynamic that have allowed your business to grow in a certain space and maybe you haven't realised it fully yet. So take that step back and understand fully the demographics, the preferences, the lifestyles, the purchasing behaviours of your customer segment. Understand them a little bit further. It, this allows you to create targeted marketing messages. This is really important and develop products that resonate with those chosen customer segments. So specials, know who you are, know your identity, know your customer base and then bring in specials. Create the excitement through specials. Don't continuously change your menu to be what you think they want you to be. Create specials, understand through one item, the feedback, the want, the will, the desire for that item and how that works and understand what were the elements, what were the parts of that that worked really well. And that's how you maintain change. You do it slowly, you understand the customer uh, base and you let them help to inform what needs to change and improve. You have to seek customer feedback. You must take feedback on the fucking chin. If you are the type of person that sits in negative feedback, that sits in that replay of negative feedback, there is a problem. Uh, the problem isn't with the feedback. The problem isn't with the, the customer that gave the feedback. The problem is with you being able to listen, actively listen. You take it, the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent, and then you pull it apart. You understand what is the key messaging within this, because not all of it's going to be true, not all of it's going to be relevant, but you must take out what is of value. So you have to regularly engage with your customers. You have to regularly gather feedback about their experiences with your product, with your food, with your service. You have to encourage them to provide suggestions. Your your customers, those repeat clients, those lifers, they actually know what they're talking about. I'm not saying they dictate your business. By no means am I saying that. However, their voice has a position and it's not for you to react to it, but it's you to it's for you to gather and pull apart what is of value. It doesn't mean that every piece they give you is of value, but it's you being in a position to be able to listen and hear. It's you being in a position to be able to decipher, but it's also you allowing them the space to talk. In, from a psychology point of view, allowing people to talk gives them immense pleasure. So even facilitating that will give you immense rewards. So from a strategy point of view, giving the space for that is really rewarding. So they're going to give you their suggestions, their opinions and their reviews. And you're going to accept them in that moment and you're going to force yourself to accept them with grace and dignity, because if you rile yourself up, 
That is your ego, my friend. I need you to read the chimp paradox. Do it fucking quickly because your ego can crucify you and your business. Your ego is going to prevent you from growing your business. So you must check that shit in immediately. The feedback, it can just provide valuable insights into not only their preferences, into potential areas for improvement, into potential new offerings, uh, into understanding fully what's going on in your business while you may not have your full eyes on the business. So it's immensely rewarding. So really value that and make space for that in your business, because that that will also help you grow your business having to continuously innovate. It is a part. It is a part of doing business well. And what does that mean? So innovation can come in in so many different disguises. So the ability to innovate. One piece of equipment I can think of immediately is for you to buy a Thermomix, a Thermomix TM6. That's an innovation piece that is minimizing labor, that is maximizing output, that is creating consistency and standardization through one piece of kitchen equipment. Very simply, I'm just going to pull that from the top of my head because I'm a big advocate for it. I understand fully where and why it is of value to you and your business and why the outlay and the cost of that can be absolutely mitigated within a matter of weeks of full utilisation. And so continuously innovating. I don't mean you having to continuously innovate your menu, the look of your business, your branding. Not at all. It is uh, small incremental changes that actually are of a immense value in different areas of your business. So that continuous review, understanding fully that by sometimes spending money will actually make you money. So it can be also bringing in a new product or bringing in a menu item. But it's it's not a full overhaul. It doesn't have to be a full overhaul. Make it small and then measure. That's very important. Understand that any changes must be measured in order to understand their value or the opposite or how they're pulling and draining resources uh, on the business or or staff draining their resources in preparation. So understanding that innovation has a space and a place. And also paying attention to market trends and customer demands. You don't design your business based on that fully. You simply can't. But understanding them and knowing that they may in this moment have a benefit to you and your business for a short term. And so it's bringing it on for the short term and knowing it's for a short term could be of great value to you and your business. And that helps with growth as well. It helps with being an exciting space who have um, exciting um, specials that represent what's going on in the market space. And our customer base, as much as they love what you do well, they can steer towards that special every now and again because it allows them to understand fully what's going on out there because they're watching it themselves before they even come into your business. So there's there's a bit of um, a bit of um, what's the word I want to say, uh, a balancing act to be achieved. Um, and then you want to be able to experiment potentially with flavors, ingredients, cooking techniques or even packaging, uh, labeling, um, because packaging changes, packaging gets better um, and you want to be able to bring that on. That's an innovation piece within your business um, and that's exciting to your customers as well. They love to see that. So from that sustainability point of view, that will resonate with them if it's uh, aligned with your 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 vision and your mission as well. That's quite important. Um, and innovation helps you to stay ahead of competition and it also helps you to attract new 
customers. So for you to grow your business, you have to attract new customers. So having a space for innovation is of great value. And innovation comes through in software. So being intelligent with the software, those monthly outlays of bringing in smart software packages that actually help you to streamline your business, as well as the equipment in the kitchen, as well as clever packaging. That's how you can continuously innovate within your business um, all of the time. And they have amazing benefits and you can reap those. And it's essential for you to grow your business. So another piece that you must do is build relationships and create those collaborations. So fostering relationships with suppliers, local farmers, other industry professionals are of great benefit for you to grow your business by staying isolated and alone, by forcing yourself onto that island, by burning those boats and not allowing yourself to leave and by also not allowing others to come forward and into your business. That's a fucking issue. That's a big issue. That isolation piece is a big issue. That's back to ego. Ego isn't all about bravado and being loud and proud and ignorant. Um, it is also about that insular piece. Your ego not allowing you to reach out. Your ego not allowing you to ask for help. So in order to grow your business, you must learn to ask for help. It is critical for growth. So collaborating with different people, so the suppliers, local farmers, industry professionals, collaborating with them to source high quality ingredients and support is critical. Becoming a member of your local community, some which way being of value through a stream of revenue that you create or by being a presence for whatever the reason is. Maybe you join a committee, uh, a networking committee. Maybe you are part of the Chamber of Commerce. Whatever it is, it's you getting off your island uh, because that is essential for the growth of your business. And then tapping into those new market opportunities. So whether it's a supplier, you've created a new relationship and then it's communicating with them what it is that they're up to, understanding other streams within their business, maybe of value to you. Uh, collaborating with the people that buy into their business will actually help grow your business or even getting a recommendation from a supplier of a new supplier or producer that will be of great value to you and your business. But you can't do that if you keep your head down and if you allow your ego to prevent you from growing uh, personally, emotionally and through the business. Um, this also allows you to better understand and meet the market demands of your food business. It, it forces you to get out of that comfort zone. Your comfort zone will fucking kill you. If you're in a comfort zone, I can promise you, you simply cannot and you simply will not grow your business. It's as simple as that. It's simple as that. So if you want to grow your business, you must do this. It's not you have to or you could do. I'm sorry. No, I'm going to be very strict about it. You absolutely must get the fuck out of your own way if you want to grow your own business. You must learn how to adapt and evolve your offerings. You must learn how to adapt and evolve yourself. You must learn how to adapt and evolve your business processes. And you must learn to adapt and evolve with your team members and your training offerings. It is not easy I never said business was easy. I will never say business is easy. I think business is absolutely fantastic because it is that space where you continuously grow, evolve and improve. And mistakes are there for the learnings. Mistakes are critical. So don't deny yourself the privilege of mistakes because it is a privilege. 
what comes and why I call it a privilege, because the learnings that come from mistakes are what set you apart from everyone else, because that willingness to grow and change and move and not repeat those mistakes is essential for you to grow your business. Interesting, isn't it? So what is something else that will stop you from growing your business? Financial uncertainty. Holy shit. The amount of time I come across uh, food business owners that are in an absolute frickin pickle because of finances. So financial challenges include limited resources and funding. They're such common obstacles for food entrepreneurs. Securing capital for expansion, managing cash flow, maintaining profitability, are significant hurdles to growing a business. Significant hurdles. So I don't take them lightly and I know you don't either. So when you're operating a food businesses or food business with limited resources and funding, it is essential to adapt strategies that maximize efficiency and profitability. In order to grow your business, you must adapt strategies that maximize efficiency and profitability. You must prioritize, uh, prioritize and allocate resources. So you must sit down. You must identify the critical areas of your business that require the most attention and resources right now and do it in a process of priority. So one through 10. Understand fully what needs your attention now. You have to allocate your limited resources strategically to focus on those aspects that directly contribute to revenue generation, that directly contribute to customer satisfaction and that directly contribute to operational efficiency. This prioritization ensures that you're making the most of your available resources. Oh, too often I'm in the company of food entrepreneurs who literally spend money willy nilly out of panic and frustration. They refuse to sit down and understand fully that if they put money towards something, they must follow it through to the end. They must understand that the impact of that investment must be positive on the business. They must understand the desired outcome of that spend and they must be able to monitor its program progress and they must be able to understand the insights and monitor the KPI, the key performance indicators based on that spend. So it's that full follow through and review before it is that you move on. You must understand why the money is needed there. You must understand how it is to be implemented. You must understand when it comes back to reward you. So you must follow it through. How to bootstrap, bootstrap and self-finance. You have to consider self-financing for your food business because sometimes you must utilise your personal savings. You must sometimes sell personal assets or you must set aside a proportion of your income for business expenses. I don't recommend any of this. This is not how you run a business. But if you're in a state of panic and you absolutely know that your business can make it, then this may be the only option that you have. However, running a business, you cannot run a business on self-finance. You simply cannot. You also cannot run a business if you are not paying yourself a healthy fucking wage. In order to grow your business, 
there are two things you must look at immediately. You must know that your business has enough in the bank to actually reinvest in itself. And you must know that your business can pay you a healthy wage. But if you must put your own personal money into your business, you must have a strategy. You must work with your accountant or your bookkeeper, your accountant. You must work with your accountant in order to understand what the business must achieve for you to get that money back out. You must have a timeline in place and you must have a plan put in place for it to come back to you. That is the only way you can put money into your business. So understanding that there are alternative funding resources, that's sometimes quite difficult because in order to avail of alternative funding resources uh, for food businesses, uh, there's such as small business loans, grants, crowdfunding. Um, you must step out of working in your business. You must spend time uh, finding who these spaces and places are. Because the paperwork, the paperwork isn't fucking easy, but the money is there. The money is there for you to avail of it. So immediately, I'm a member of certain Leo's local enterprise offices around the country. Um, Cork, North, South, West, uh, Dunleary, Westmeath, Kildare. So those Leo's. I am a mentor on panels with those Leo's. So you can go to those Leo's and ask to be mentored by me and it is a free service for you. The local enterprise office has unbelievable resourcing behind them that they can afford to pay me for my services so that you don't have to for mentoring. There are other um, courses that you can do that have minimum charges, but it is an outstanding resource. I'm also on Skillnet where they have funded 20 percent of three of my services. And the reason I didn't do workshops at the minute with it is because I want to be able to come into your business. I want to be able to see your business in operation. So my three services that are 20% funded by Skillnet, they allow me to drive anywhere in Ireland to come into your business to meet you personally, because for me to do my best work through this space, it is about me meeting you, understanding you. I can't coach you if I don't understand you. I can't recommend business improvements if I don't understand your current operation. So my three services allow me to come on site into the bowels of your business and get to know it. And so that is an amazing resource that is part funded and funded resources that are out there that are the game changers for you and your business that you may not be availing of. And so I need you to reach out again, get off the island, get out of your comfort zone, reach out to your local enterprise office, reach out to Skillnet, understand what's happening and understand that we are out there to help you. We are here to help you. And I say we because I am part of a much bigger picture of um, uh, brilliant experts in different spaces that uh, can come into your business or facilitate in your business, growing uh, your business, making the changes with you on that journey with you because my whole mission is to take away the isolation piece. I want to be on the journey with you so that you always have somebody to rely on, to talk freely and openly with, to actually dig deep with, to 
grow with and to change and improve with. And so there are national campaigns and local campaigns that are there for you to uh, ensure that your business goals and objectives are achieved, that uh, ensure that you can actually grow your business, because that's the whole point. If you want to grow your business, start reaching out, start collaborating. It's absolutely critical for the success of you, because you must grow first before your business grows. And that's why I became a food business coach. I want to work on the individual first, the mindset of the entrepreneur and food business owner before we start working on the business growth and expansion piece. But we must get our foundations in operation, in a clean, systemized operation. That is that. Uh, people get fed up. And if you're my client listening to this, you've heard me say that how many fucking times? Um, the next is uh, optimize operations and processes. You want to grow your business? You absolutely must operate operations, optimize operations and processes. So this, what does this mean? This means you must continuously evaluate your business operations to identify areas where efficiency can be improved. You must streamline processes. You must eliminate unnecessary costs. You must automate tasks wherever and whenever possible. You must adapt. Adopt a technology solution focus. You must enhance productivity and reduce operational expenses. You want to grow your business? You cannot grow your business if you do not look at these different spaces. You simply cannot. Good luck. Good luck trying. But you must work really hard in these spaces immediately and forever because it's continuous work in this spaces is what sets you apart from everyone else. It is what creates the longevity within your business. You must collaborate and leverage partnerships. You have to build strategic partnerships with everyone around you. I am that. So remember, you must do that. You must continuously um, monitor and adjust your financial performance, your operational metrics and your market trends. If you're not paying attention, if you're not staying agile and if you're not willing and prepared to make adjustments to your strategies and operations, then you will fall down. You will absolutely fall down. Um, you have to implement strategies. Your business is based on strategies. It's as simple as that. Without them, you will fall down and die. You have to manage the day-to-day -day operations as well. So that, there's a lot of what I talk about is is in the here and the now focus in order for the long-term focus. So the day-to-day -day operations is in the here and now. So, for example, sourcing ingredients, uh, maintaining quality standards, uh, handling logistics. Who fucking knew you had to do that as a business owner? It's a massive part of your business. Uh, ensuring food safety, it's your legal requirement. It is your legal requirement. Um, and all of these things are complex and time consuming. So scaling up a business while maintaining efficiency and consistency is an absolute challenge for most people. And so in order to do that, in order to scale up a food business while maintaining efficiency and consistency, there's strategies to consider. So um, there's a chance that you may need to streamline preparation and production. So creating a space in your business where you can become an element of conveyor belt production is really important. But having the space to do that, having the standardized procedures in place, having the standardized recipes with pictures in place, 
understanding that that continuous um, training space is absolutely critical. It's understanding for that to occur. You can't leave your team members isolated or they'll work slower. If they don't feel invested in, then they won't invest in you either. So that's an essential piece for scaling your business. Uh, the process optimization in order to scale up production. You really do have to review and amend and implement and review again, amend and implement uh, uh, processes. So not taking it for granted. So you're always looking at your recipes and your formulations. You're making sure that they're scalable without compromising quality. Uh, you're collaborating with experts in in process engineering. So whether it be people in a different uh, location, ideally in a different county that are doing similar you're going to them, you're 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 going on a day trip, you're linking in with them, you're having chats with them, you're understanding uh, what it is that they're doing well and you're asking them, can they help you? So whether it's the case that you're hiring them to come in or you're hiring a professional in this space, you're bringing somebody into your business to review it, to look at it to, in order for you to optimise, improve and streamline your operations uh, so that you maintain the consistency and that you can create the volume without impacting the quality. And there are things you need to think about. So in order to grow your business, uh, uh, having the production there for the customers. So if you're if you're growing your business, you're increasing your customer base, you're increasing the footfall, you're increasing uh, the productivity, you're increasing uh, what you're asking for from your kitchen, from your front of house. And you must ensure that everything is in its space, in its place and at its best in order for that to happen. Uh, you're standardizing and you're documenting. This is critical. If you're not taking what's in your head out of your head, you're going to be dead. Uh, if you stay in your head, you're dead. It's a, it's a common phrase. And in order for your business to grow, everything must be on paper. Um, and on paper, I mean also online, saved in the cloud, whatever that cloud is, whatever that software package is. It's absolutely essential because you have to establish standardized operating procedures for various processes in your business, for pretty much every process in your business. Uh, including your production, including quality control, including packaging. You have to minimise confusion and questions from the individuals that are actually uh, creating the product or bringing the service to life. You have to give them the training and the documentation uh, throughout the procedures that are required in order for them to do their best work. Uh, you're ensuring consistency. Uh, you're allowing for training uh, to be simpler and easier. You're giving the or the employees the best possible opportunity to do their best, best work. And you're enabling uh, the maintenance of control over quality as your business expands. Uh, you simply cannot expand and grow your business if this is not in place. If this consideration hasn't been um, has, hasn't been brought up uh, and if time hasn't been set aside to perfect all of these spaces, because it takes time. It takes immense time to get this right. Um, and practice is everything. And as I said, mistakes are valuable. If you do not review mistakes, so continuous uh, the, of the same mistake is a problem. That's a fucking problem. We don't deal with that. We don't continuously make the same mistakes and accept it. That's an absolute blatant issue that needs to be resolved. But mistakes occur between one and three times from each time we're making amendments. We're putting in place systems. We're retraining as a result. They are informing um, our SOPs and they're actually really, really valuable. So don't um, reduce the importance of them.
Quality control and testing uh, is essential. So understand that testing your products and ensuring that that standardization has been achieved takes time. Uh, supply chain management. Oh, my God, this is something that everyone is uh, enduring for quite some time now. So ensuring that your supply chain can support your uh, increased production and volume is essential. So uh, it's linking back in with all of your current suppliers. It's uh, bringing up that Excel spreadsheet that has all of your suppliers, what it is they give you, uh, their address, their phone number, their email, uh, bringing that back up and then linking in with them, understanding if they can match what it is you're looking to develop. Uh, because if they can't supply you now, then you must start looking at uh, creating relationships and securing relationships with those suppliers that actually can meet the future demand of what it is you're working towards. And that's not an easy one, but it is an essential one. So having that review uh, early on is critical for you to grow without um, having too many issues. And so that's within all areas of the business, understanding that the people you're currently collaborating with, whether it be a dairy supplier, uh, whether it be software maintenance, whether it be accountant, bookkeeper, uh, in all areas of your business, packaging, um, uh, coffee producer, understanding fully that they can grow with your business is absolutely critical for the success of you growing your business. So you need effective communication through those collaborations um, and that honesty piece and understanding um, that the maintenance of quality and efficiency uh, is critical from all of those um, team members for the business to grow. Um, another thing that is absolutely critical for your business to grow is your talent acquisition. And then it's talent retention because your team is your team is everything. Without them, you're simply an idea. You're, you're simply dealing with a business idea. Uh, so these are the individuals that bring your idea to life and that give it the personality it requires. So finding and retaining skilled employees is a critical part of you growing your business. So it is having a look right now, having a review right now now in this moment, what are the gaps um, that you are currently facing uh, in order for your business to grow? Are these gaps uh, significant? Uh, can they be um, bridged? Um, or are you now creating new positions uh, that you must consider in this moment in order for that business piece to grow? And so understanding what expertise uh, you require or what expertise you, you currently don't have um, because that will become a significant challenge moving forward as well. And then managing the HR administration and meeting the diverse needs of a growing work, workforce is quite complex. Um, so growing your business and taking this piece for granted will actually cause you so much freaking pain going forward and in the future. So please take time out to understand what this means. <coughs> Excuse me. You as an employer, you have to offer competitive base salaries uh, or hourly, hourly wages to attract skilled employees. Uh, it's 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 that simple. That's that's the challenge, isn't it? It's bringing on the right mindset, the right skill set. And I think mindset is one of the first things that I would employ. Um, and then we can always train. So a certain element of skill set is absolutely required, but it's the ability uh, for somebody to be molded within um, the organisation that it is you're building. That's quite important, isn't it? And that, that speed of taking on information uh, is really important as well from that growth point of view. And you 
have to ensure that your compensation packages align with the industry standards. So having that HR individual uh, on site or on at the end of a phone or an email is absolutely critical because you must understand what are the industry standards and am I representing them? And then what are the extra benefits? How can you create extra benefits? Is it healthcare, retirement plans, performance-based bonuses? They're brilliant. Um, and they incentivize employee retention. So understand what your business can achieve or work towards it. Like talk with your accountant to understand what your business must achieve in order for you to be able to offer those packages. So grow your business to that healthy space. Uh, and then start retaining uh, individuals by being able to offer those packages or start onboarding individuals based on the packages your business can actually provide. So growing your business to those spaces is absolutely critical for your growth of your business. Their employee development and growth opportunities, what are they? What do they look like? You have to create a culture of continuous learning and you have to provide opportunities for professional development. So what does that look like? Unpack it. What's your business do? in this space? What are you doing as an employer in this space? You have to be able to offer training programs, mentorship opportunities, career advancement paths within within certain spaces of the business. It's not every job description must have all of these by no means, but there's key players within your business that will help you grow your business. So it's understanding what do they need? Do they need those training programs, their mentorship opportunities? Because those individuals are the ones that you want to invest in and you want to grow with your business because they're the ones that you want to come with you on the journey. And employees are more likely to stay with a company that invest in their growth and offer a clear path for progression. So what is it? What does it look like? What are you doing about it? Who are the people? So your ETBs, your educational training boards, have you linked in with them yet? What is it that they're going to offer you and your business and your employees? Uh, understand it because what's out there is amazing. There's so many opportunities out there, but it's you working on your business, not in your business in order to create that space and packages for your employees is critical. Um, you have to have a positive work environment and culture. You must foster a positive work environment where employees feel valued, respected and engaged. You have to promote open communication. You have to encourage teamwork and you have to recognise and reward employee contribution. People who keep giving ideas and who keep getting laughed at and knocked back, they're the people that will end up becomes, becoming so disillusioned and negative. And it's because of you. It's your fault. That's your fault. Own it. Own being a dick. Own that you must make changes. Because these little things, which are huge, are huge. I say little because you've so many different areas in your business that you must be in charge of. But these little things in this space make such a huge impact. And your employees, your team members, your the extension of your family, because that's what your employees and team members become. Their satisfaction is absolutely critical. And if you take it for granted and you neglect it, you can't grow your business and you don't deserve to grow your business. Flexible work options. Your team members, they deserve flexible work arrangements such as for certain members of your team, there is a chance for remote work. There is a chance for flexible scheduling. There is. So it's having a look at that. It's starting small and it's allowing it to come into play. It's understanding the dynamic of it and what it means to your business, what it means to you and understanding if it can work or if it, understanding what improvements need to be made. That's really important. Providing the work-life balance 
is actually crucial. It's a crucial factor for employees, especially those with personal or family commitments. It matters. What does it look like? How can it work? Work with them. Don't be put off by somebody in their circumstance. See how you can work around it, because if they have what you need, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, the the least amount of time they're there, it's the most amount of impact they'll make. Think of that person now. The person that had the most amount of impact, but was there the least, but had to leave because of family situations, because you wouldn't accommodate them. Interesting, isn't it? They're great people. Uh, What are the, the benefits and the perks for employees? How are you going to offer attractive employee benefits beyond compensation? What's it look like? Are there days out? Are you bringing your team to meet your producers? Are you bringing your team to have team development days or afternoons or mornings or evenings? Uh, Is there an employee discount? Um, What are the incentives that you're permitting to enhance the overall employee experience within your business? What are you doing about it? What level of recognition and reward is available? Implementing a recognition program to acknowledge and appreciate employee achievements and contributions is critical. So many people start this and then they drop the fucking ball. You want to grow your business? You have to continuously keep all the balls juggling. Which means you can't be standing behind a coffee machine. Which means you can't be standing in a kitchen unless you have a general manager of the entire business, which allows you to be in that position. But if you don't, then you must step away immediately. You have to make space to celebrate milestones. What do you do about birthdays, staff member birthdays? Is there a cake? Is there a gift? What do you do? What are you doing? Is it on a calendar? Do you have it up on a wall? Are you celebrating? What are you doing? Acknowledging? Are you providing regular feedback? Are you offering rewards? such as bonuses, incentives, employee of the month programs. Recognising employee efforts boosts morale and creates a sense of loyalty. Amazing. So easy to treat people well. And I mean that if you're not able to, it's because of your mindset. And I need you to read the chimp paradox immediately, immediately. Stop this. Go download it. Go buy it. Get it delivered to your house. Do whatever you have to do. Read it immediately. If this is an issue for you, if this podcast is too challenging and too difficult and you're feeling too overwhelmed, I need you to read The Chimp Paradox immediately. You must have transparent communication. It's absolutely critical. If you confuse your employees by saying one thing and doing another, you are causing unbelievable pain. You have to keep the employees informed about the company goals, about the strategies, about the future plans. You don't have to tell them everything, but you do have to include them. They have to feel involved. Why would they invest in you if you're not investing in them? If you're not willing to bring them on the journey, if you're not willing to be confident about your goals, strategies and future plans, then there's something holding you back. Work on you. You have to encourage the two-way communication. You have to listen to employee feedback and suggestions. You don't have to use it. Sometimes they're going to say fucking great things that are immensely powerful and beneficial. They're the moments you don't want to miss. It's not every time they, they come back at you with something, but there is sometimes. You have to address the concerns and the issues promptly. Promptly, you can't put things on the long finger. Get in touch with your HR person. Get that relationship built up. Understand how you can tackle situations, scenarios and issues. Have an SOP around it. 
understand fully. But allowing time to lapse when there are difficult issues, you are going to upset your team member. You're going to force them to become isolated and disillusioned and fed up. And everyone's going to feel the wrath of that. So you are responsible. Own it. Transparent communication builds trust and it strengthens the employee-employer relationship. You must embrace diversity, equality and inclusion. You have to prioritise it. What are your hiring and retention strategies around this space? You have to create the diverse and inclusive workplace where employees from different backgrounds feel welcomed and valued. You have to work on it. You have to promote equal opportunities. Yeah, you have to actually. And go back to that, my favourite word. You must. Sorry now. You must promote equal opportunities. You must provide sensitivity training. You must implement policies that foster a culture of fairness and respect. You must. It's your job. There are strategies. So it is about that outsourcing piece, bringing in the the, the qualifications, bringing in the, the mentors, the the experts in that space. It's amazing. I'm going to pop this into a second podcast because that's a lot. We got through a lot today. There's so much to this space. There's so much to running a business. I don't take it for granted and I know you don't either. But if you are not paying attention to what has been spoken about in this podcast, if you are not actively working on your business rather than in your business, if you are not taking seriously your role and responsibility to your business, to your team, to the law, HACCP, food safety, accounts, fat. You're not taking them seriously. You're spending too much time with your head in the sand. You're spending too much time working in your business. We must create the separation for you to work on your business. Because if you do that, if you give permission to that, you can then grow your business. So there's just one part for a two-part series of how to grow your business. It was intense. Everything I do is hard to listen to sometimes and great to listen to other times. So get yourself in a position that you can say, okay, that was of immense value. I hear her. I'm going to implement this. I'm going to action that. I'm going to put a time frame on it. And I'm going to talk about that in another podcast, how to do that. But get yourself into that space where you're able to listen because a growth mindset separates you from your competitors because a fixed mindset, fixed mindset prevents you from growing. A fixed mindset prevents you from paying attention to anything I've said in this podcast. So let's grow your mind. Let's read the chimp paradox. Let's work on ourselves first. For me to run my best business, I must show up in the best possible way. For me to run a business into the ground means that I am not willing to learn and grow. It means that I'm putting my head in the sand. It means that I'm not willing to do the tough jobs because it is too much for me. So let's work on that. So there we go. Another podcast on business owner issues of how the heck am I going to grow my business? I hope that was of value. And if it was, send me an email. Let me know what you took from this. Tracy at tracydaily.com. Over and out for today. And I look forward to the next one. And thanks, as always, for tuning in. And thank you from 
for coming on my journey and thank you to my clients for always choosing me above everyone else to collaborate with, to grow with, to improve with. I love you all. Over and out.